Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. All right, Skiz. So I think a lot of people want to get to know us a little bit better, right? That's been part of the, the in the Q and A's, and we get a lot of comments, just people wanting to know kind of like what makes us tick, yeah, uh, in, as people. And I find that like art is a good way to get to know how somebody thinks and, and how they view the world and things like that. And so today we're going to pick one segment of the art world and talk about it a little bit more. And that is our favorite movies. Yeah. And maybe like, why do we like these movies? What did they make us laugh? Did they make us cry? Were they dramatic and that kind of thing? So we kind of just like wrote down a few movies that have kind of inspired us in some way, or just came to the front of our mind as we discussed about this thing and uh, we'll, we'll go through it. So yeah. no, no particular word. I didn't want to like, I hate doing that. I, I don't like when people ask me, what's your favorite or top five. Yeah, I, can it doesn't never, work like I can never come up with like the number one, the number two. Yeah. So I don't want to get into that space today, but let's just talk about movies we've enjoyed over the course of our lives and dive and, into them a little dive bit. Into them a little because, bit. And I, yeah. I almost think I kind of like the idea of the conversation um, evolving a little bit, not just about what our movie, our favorite movies are, what movies inspired us, but more along the lines of why are movies so impactful and such a critical part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think it's, so for me, cinema is a bit of a problem. And, and what I mean by <laughs> yeah, this, you yeah. are, you are, yeah, you're, you're a special breed when it comes to movies. Like I think, I think most people do gravitate towards certain forms of art yeah. more than others. You know, you have like you, you, the people that like were really into books or really into Broadway plays or really into uh, paintings and things like that. Right. There's music. There's, yeah. We can go on and on for days. There's so many different arts out there when it comes to movies though, you are definitely oh driven into that wedge yeah. huge movies and tv shows like the, the whole like and i think it's I, I don't know how to explain it but m- movies so we used to have books right that was that was it people we just had books before movies and, and it was books that, that was how you mm-hmm. told a story and and it inspired the masses and we hitched our wagon to that when movies came out and we started to all the studies that taught us that 65 percent of people are visual learners that's one of the reasons movies was so widely accepted is because we that's we want to see we want to see what we're dealing with here and then the creators just got better and better and better over time and then some got worse but it is <laughs> just there, there are the garbage movies out there of course there are but the, the premise around what a movie can do i mean think about this dude think about this it's a bunch of it's it's somebody who wrote a story they just wrote a story. This is a story, right? And then, then they pick the people to say, tell my story for me. Oh, hold on. Let me move the camera here. Okay, yeah, go. And then they edit it. And the other side, what ends up happening is you have movies that are impactful. They're sometimes life-changing. People have, have made life decisions based on a movie that inspired them. It can make you laugh. It can make you cry. It can, it can piss you off. I mean, you can actually end up, it could be a story that's pure fiction. And it, it actually, you end up like, I'm upset. These aren't even real characters. Yeah. But you're upset because it was done. The casting was done so well. The acting was done so well. So I ended up um, moving into a realm to where I was like, I don't just like movies as some sort of pastime. I started to kind of study them. And I I, I would watch a scene. I would watch it again. I would watch it again. Just so I rewind, play it again, find out what, why, why does this scene hit me so strong? What is it that I like so much about this scene and just really like dissect it? Mm-hmm. To the point to where I realized this is absolute art at its at its finest, in my opinion. And 
my ability to memorize, like I, I am so bad with so many things in this world. Yeah. So like, I'm so like, I'm so incompetent with so many things. This is the most useless gift somebody can have is the ability to memorize like entire segments of, of movies and like not just the cadence, but the inflection there was, there was, this is no joke, dude. Okay. There was a time somebody made gave a quote from a movie in passing. They just quoted a movie. I had seen the movie once and the last time I had watched it was 10 years prior. Jeez. Now I'm not, it doesn't mean that I see a movie. I memorize the whole thing. The movie has to be good mm-hmm. and there has to be like, it's like a book. I can't, I'll, I'll read a hundred pages of a book. And if it hasn't grabbed me, I'm, I'm done trying. Right. But when it grabs me, uh, you're not going to see me. I got to finish this thing. Uh, I, if, when a movie hits me or a scene hits me because it's either, it doesn't have to be deep. It could just be that funny. It's just that funny. And the humor, the timing, everything was so good. I can't get enough of it. Right. They made a quote. I'd seen the movie once. It had been like 10 years. And I said, we actually, what you're trying to say is, and because they said the quote wrong. Oh my God. So I repeated the quote, but I, but I didn't just repeat it. I led, I did the line before to lead up to it. And then I did the whole entire scene and they were, they go, what well, did you watch this last night? I'm like, yeah. it's been like 10 years old. What is that? Oh I'm like, gosh. I don't know. I never will. That's I'll never crazy. get it. You say it's the, you say it's the most useless gift. But, oh, it is. But uh, I would definitely invite you to movie trivia night. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a huge prize involved, you know, yeah. you'd be my number one guest. Yeah. On that, because I'm not the I'm not the same way. Like I can't remember any quotes, any lines properly, or names of people, or like none of that stuff ever sticks. And for you, it just it it's everything. Like you always, you I mean, you have have a whole thing in your streams. Name it. You yeah. Know? Yes. You yes. Do the I name it. Like you, you always bust out quotes from different movies or shows or whatever, and then say name it and see if people from your chat can get it. And sometimes, like some of them are just so off the wall, you expect nobody to get it. And, and there's do. always there's always somebody yes. to see, which is and insane. they're not Googleable. They're not always Googleable. <laughs> they, yeah. Right. I made that word up. You, I like it by the Googleable. way. Googleable. Googleable. Yeah. They're not always some. Some are not Googleable. In fact, once upon a time, dude, if you remember a long time ago, you and I and. Uh, McBean and Graf and MK, we all used to stream together. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I always did a skiz quiz, right? So I, yeah. I, I did like pretty much name it. So it was either uh, from a TV show or a movie or a, a, um, a song. But here's what's important. I always changed the words. I changed them all, but I kept the spirit of it and said, what's this line from? Mm-hmm. I did that for two reasons. One, I made the game funner because I was changing the words. And two, you can't Google that. Yeah. And when people would do it in the, in the, in the I'm sorry, I'm just going to, I'm calling them out. Evil notion, dude. Getting a shout out for Evil Notion right now. That dude, I don't understand it because these weren't they weren't Googleable, and he was getting them almost one hundred percent of the time. So you think I have a gift? I He's a smart dude. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's the idea. We want to like obviously your movie connoisseur. I enjoy movies quite a bit, um, but I'm I'm easy going. I, I pretty much am entertained by. Just about anything. Movie, I don't. Yeah. I've never walked out of a movie in a movie theater or anything like that. Like I, I'm good, but I do have some up there that that would probably shock some people. And I think we share our number. Like I said, we weren't going to get number one, but I actually do have my number one. I do have. Yeah, uh, and that's it. After that, I have no idea how to put them in order. But my number one, and I think might be yours it too. Is is American Beauty. Yes, it is. And that is, like, we're, we're getting into a deep one. That's Like, big, American yeah. Beauty had a deep undertone, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Like, the everything about that movie, from the acting to the cinematography to the soundtrack to everything, was just spot on for me. And the message was, it just hit home. Oh, so, It just yeah. hit home. It was, it was because it's so applicable and so to so many people. Now, let me just get ahead of something, because somebody's already in the comments writing this. 
if you think the movie is about a middle-aged man pining after a high school girl, you're not you paying attention. Yeah. You're not paying attention. That's not what the movie's about by any stretch of the imagination. That is one of the storylines in it. That is not what the movie is about. Right. And I remember we had, a, I had a, um, a, I was in school for film and my teacher had a very similar disposition about, about American beauty. He thought it was one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And that was what he used to say. He's like, if you think this, this is what it's about, you, you're, you've completely missed what this movie is. Yeah. There's so much about that movie to be dissected and to enjoy. I mean, the, the opening scene with, with Lester is you don't even see his face first. You see a reflection of his face off of his monitor and the uh, font on the screen is nobody types like that. Nobody goes space letter, space letter, space letter, space letter. (laughs) It was done that way because it looked like prison bars on the screen because you're getting him behind prison because that was what his life was. And the reason that hit home with so many people without them even knowing it is because so many of us allow ourselves to fit into this mold of just constant repetitive misery because we think that's what growing up is. That's what it we is. We talked to be, about we this did. before on yeah. the podcast. Like, yeah, it's so it's so crazy when we're doing this podcast how all these topics that we have start to like touch each other in different ways. And here we are again talking about movies and now yeah. related to something we talked about. But so this is this is like the perfect conversation for you. Obviously, as you said, you're into movies because I can guarantee you that less than 1% of the people realized that that's, that was happening on the monitor with the font being spaced out and that that was what that was conveying. Yeah. I bet you less than 1% of the people that watched that movie saw that. But at the same time, I bet you most people felt that felt that what it represents. Yes. Dude. Yes. And that's art. That's art because yeah. I'm going to full, full disclosure. I didn't pick up on that. I really didn't. It was my own film teacher who, who like slowed that scene down and showed me, I'm like, Whoa. And that's when I was like, dude, I need to, I need to pay more attention because I definitely felt that I was mm-hmm. like, this guy's just miserable. And he yeah. wasn't doing necessarily anything that would make you think that, but it just felt weird. Well, his face was behind bars, man. He's trapped like instantly trapped. And, and I remember just being like, okay, this, this is outstanding. And that, and that's the, I mean, it also had its great funny moments, right? But American Beauty was one of those movies that to me, it was about hope. It was, it was, it was yeah. really about hope. It was about the fact that you are in control. You are, you don't have to just succumb to this misery that you think you're supposed to just be a part yeah. of. Yeah. And it's never too late to make a change. That's what he says. To, to be happy. It's right? never too late to get it all back. Yes. Right? That's yeah. the exact that's, word. See, that's, there I go. <laughs> that's, that's why we pay you. The last big, time I watched that's that why movie. we pay you the big bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, the last time I watched that movie was probably easily eight to 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so funny because like we both put that on our like number one. Yeah. But it's not one of those movies that I find myself watching over and over again like there there are going to be movies today that we talk about that i watch what feels like every weekend yeah you know what i mean i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go there so my guilty pleasure let's do it the movie that i watch what feels like almost every weekend is probably not that much probably maybe once a month pitch perfect that's such a good movie dude. pitch perfect yes i love that movie. yeah so for one, uh, so you're, as much as you're into movies, like uh, music touches me. Oh, deep. yeah. Like music. When I hear music, it triggers something in my brain that can put me in places I've I was 
in in like a almost a past life, but it could be decades ago. I heard a song and I was in a certain situation uh, or whatever was something was happening. And the second I hear that music now, it puts me right back there as if it was yesterday because my memory sucks. Well, yeah. I, I, my memory sucks. I can't remember like my wedding day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lie. I do, but uh, I I can't remember details. But for whatever reason, when when I hear music, it will trigger more details in my memories if yeah. that music had played a part of it. So, um, so pitch perfect kind of like combined my worlds, you know, like, yeah. like the, the music in it was obviously fantastic. The acting in it was oh. fantastic. Um, Anna super Kendrick, funny. I, I remember the name, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was super funny. Well done. Well written. Uh, we won't talk about, I mean like two and three and stuff like we, we don't need to get into, no. but I, I did enjoy, I, like I said, I enjoyed just about anything. So I enjoyed those as well, but pitch perfect the first one definitely i, I just i watch it and like anytime i'm flipping through channels not having something to watch and it happens to be on i watch it yeah i it, can't help it let me tell you something okay me and the goosebumps this is something i hate by the way i've, I've said this a million times i hate goosebumps and i don't like the fact that i can't just enjoy something and not get goosebumps mm-hmm. the scene in pitch perfect at the end when the when when the um the the bar the bar i'm barton bell i'm messing yeah. up like my i can't say it right Bart, Bart, Barden Bellas. Sounds right. Whatever. You think I've done that too. I've watched it a million times. I know. But I was like, I'm like, I'm whatever. They're doing their final. And when they start to play, don't you forget about me? Yes. It goes into it. And then it shows uh, the, 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 her love interest in the audience. And he puts his arm yeah. up. We go, well, wait, no, uh, don't uh, get there yet. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You, you, you're real. Can't help it. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's got his face down because he is still. Um, he's given up hope on there being a connection here. He yeah. thinks that she's done with him. But then as soon as that song comes on, it goes back to one of their first dates or whatever. And he realizes what this means is that she watched the whole movie. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get through this. She thought the, she thought that breakfast club was stupid and, and she wasn't into it. And he was like, yeah, what's wrong with you? He just wanted her to see it. And yeah. then when they you know weren't talking, this was, this was, this is great writing, mm-hmm. right? Because you did see her watch it earlier, but they're, they're conveying this message to you, right? This is that dramatic irony. The audience knows something that the character does not. Mm-hmm. We know she's seen it, but he doesn't. And so now when it starts to play, don't you forget about me? Uh, you see him peek up like, no way. And he realizes there is hope and she's making eye contact with him. And now what you're talking about, he does it because that's what Judd does, right? That's, yeah. it, it's what Judd Nelson does in, in Breakfast Club at the end to wrap the movie up, dude. That's an iconic fist bump. Puts his arm, arm Boom. in the air. Puts it in the yeah. air and he just does it casually. And then it, as he does that, it cuts to her. And then she does a huge one. To get, they connected right there. He's in the audience. She's on stage. God, you gave me goosebumps. I did it. Let's see how... <laughs> See, Ugh. they're right there. That's what I'm saying. So that 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 type of stuff is so like what it made me. It inspired me. I was like, I just want to never give up on art in general because that movie was just so good. It was like mm-hmm. it was a comedy, but it was also meant to inspire. And it did. And I'm with you, dude. Music just there's, there's a reason. Like I've got the yeah. Hamilton memorized. Yeah, yeah, you're into Hamilton. We we didn't put that on the list because I'm not sure if it really fits no, in it's the a movie genre no, versus yeah, a, yeah. A, like a Broadway. Oh, I got to uh, do this again. Sorry. Oh, we didn't do this to start. Sorry. This happens. I, I got to, that's how I lined up the audio and I forgot to do that in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, that like kicks out of the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't derail my train of thought. Dude, is that how easy it is to just break your train of thought? Just make a slap You literally sound? cut it off with that thing. When it clicked, my brain's like, I have no idea where I was going to go next with, with I'm this sorry. conversation. Oh, 
I feel terrible about that, but let's let's just we'll power through. So but, yeah. Oh no. Okay, I remember oh, now. Okay. Jeez. Wow. That really just <laughs> just blanked my brain out. Um, <laughs> whatever, dude. Okay. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So yeah. So also, let's not let's not you know forget about the fact that actual all the music that they did, all the acapella oh. um, compositions that they did in that was so good that it is actually our playlist, my family's playlist in any car trip we take. Nice. We always, and we do, we actually do uh, the playlist for all the movies, but you know, obviously number one, still our favorite, but yeah, the music in it was just incredible. And yeah, that, that finale number that they did was like the most well done mashup of acapella yeah. art I've ever seen. It was, it was so good. It so was good. so, it was so good. It was so moving. And, and that's, you know, I, I didn't even put this on the list, but I think like, when movies have those moments, so, okay, even in my own, like, YouTube videos, like, when I do Minecraft and stuff, right, sometimes I'll put music in there, often I put music in there, but there's times where I'll have actual, like, climax scenes where I have, the music is very, very, uh, cho- just chosen very deliberately, and the buildup and the, the tension and release of the music itself is meant to parallel whatever's happening in the story itself. Did that a lot with the live series, because I like that, I like doing that, I like doing mm-hmm. that painting. And I would say, if I had to go back to the first time I ever felt unbelievably moved by what the music brought to the movie was the original karate kid and Joe Esposito's you're the best around at the end. Right. <laughs> so, so here, here you have, they're at, they're about to do the karate competition at the end and Joe Esposito comes in. And now what happens is uh, Daniel goes through uh, one, one quick fight and he gets, he gets, he loses a point. He, he jumps out. of. He gets thrown out of the ring. Mm-hmm. He comes back in and he's able to collect himself. He gets thrown. He goes out of bounds twice. He comes in and he gets that first point and his confidence starts to rise. And then now he gets that second point. And that second point was when he ducks to the left and he kicks the dude in the stomach. Right. And as soon as he does that, it cuts over. If you see Andrea's shoe, she's clapping and she's like, yeah, Daniel, you're the best. And when that happens, and it kicks into Joe Esposito. You're the best around. And then just, you start to feel all pumped up. Yeah. And I just wanted to learn karate right then. I was a young kid at the time, yeah. but I, so I want to learn karate and it, it carried with me for so long that for the rest of my life to the, like, to this day, I'm like, that might be like from a musical standpoint, that might be the most moving piece of cinema I've ever seen. Wow. They pulled it off with you. The best around. Oh yeah. It's a great song. It's a great song. You sing it all the time. Hey, don't you you can't sing it enough yeah not, i guess not all right let's see we talked about guilty pleasure we talked about um a serious movie uh let's talk about something just for that's funny like i i think i know who your favorite comedic actor is and unfortunately he announced that he's not longer gonna do any acting didn't yeah. he I, I, he's, he, I think he's been out of the game for a while. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Jim Carrey. They think, um, even, I think even my own brothers, you know what I mean? And my brothers, they think he, he definitely has like, yeah, a certain taste. Uh, cause I love him. Mm-hmm. I, I love everything he does, but my wife does not. Right. Um, and so that's, it's very difficult on the relationship <laughs> when I want to watch dumb and dumber and she doesn't, but, uh, yeah, he, I think he's absolutely fantastic. And you wrote down dumb and dumber is, is one of, one of the movies you wanted to talk about. And I think that. It's it's like I don't know what you call it slapstick comedy. No, not really, does no, it? I, it? But he definitely has a a way to his comedy that is that was just very unique at the time. And what was it like early nineties? It was early nineties, but it wasn't it wasn't in the in terms of what comedy is. It wasn't really 
it wasn't like he was the first of a kind before him. You could tell, obviously one of his inspirations was Jerry Lewis. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that one of Jerry Lewis's inspirations was the three stooges. Like you go back in, in time and in, in the it's, it's, it's physical comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And physical comedy is a different medium, right? And I'm a very physical, you know, com comedy person, right? I make all these stupid goofy faces or whatever, but he really leaned into it to a point to where he would, you know, he put his, would put his body at risk with a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And I had a good buddy of mine who did stand up for a long time and he really leaned into the physical comedy piece to where he would collapse on stage as part of one of his bits. Right. <clears throat> and it was super funny. Like when you, it was, <laughs> it really was, he did a good job, but it was hard to watch because he would collapse back. So his, he would fold his knees and go back. So imagine you're laid on your back, but your feet are tucked underneath your butt. Yeah. Right. But he wouldn't lay down in that. He would collapse like I, he would hit the ground so hard. You'd hear his back hit. You'd sometimes hear his head hit. It always kind of bothered me a little bit because it was. But I couldn't deny how how, how funny that was. You know, <laughs> he really a lot of them did that. Three Stooges were were big into that too. Charlie yeah. Chaplin was was big into uh, physical comedy, and and Jim Carrey was just arguably the most recent. You know, I mean, I mean Chris Tucker is also another one. He was he did a lot of physical comedy, but not to the extent that Jim Carrey did. But like you said, I think he was kind of looked at as one very one dimensional like that. And I just disagree. I, I think that if you're if you're only physical comedy, well, then I'm not going to find your the delivery of your words that funny. But I always did. Yeah. His, his delivery was so funny, all the different accents he would do. And then on top of that, the for me, the the final decision I ever needed was when was when uh, the Truman Show. Came. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say, um, I think that he finally, wa you know, washed that stereotype that he was one dimensional when when the Truman Show came out and he showed that he actually could portray a serious side and get you to buy it. And it was hard. Yeah. Like, I remember when it first when I first started watching Truman Show, uh, I was like, oh, this is not this is not the normal Jim Carrey. And I just kind of like kept waiting for his normal delivery to come out and it didn't happen. I'm like, okay, it's going to take me a while to get that expectation out of my head of what he should be. Yeah. And then accept this. And then by the middle of the movie, I was like, all right, I'm sold. He's, he's got me. Like yeah. he's, he's done it, you know? And obviously, you know, we're talking about art, so we're going to have, this is all going to be in the eye of the beholder and debatable course, and stuff like people. So yeah. I'm sure we're going to get comments that were like, actually that was the worst acting I've ever seen. But yeah. um, actually, if you want to see the worst acting anybody's ever seen uh, <laughs> the other day, I tried to act like a ghost was fighting another ghost during our, no, you screen. did great. It <laughs> was, you did great. You're not, they're not going to understand what we're talking about. This is, you did great. You really did good. Uh, <laughs> acting's hard man yeah like, like you actually like did you take classes on like in were you in theater at all or when you went to uh after high school you went to like a college right i went to college for film but for i didn't film, do anything but not acting correct okay. yeah the only acting i did like uh so when i was very this is interesting i was in uh first grade first or second grade and my 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 class had to put on a a play <laughs> i can't even I can't even find the words to tell you how much I did not want to do that. I'm like, I don't know. I was so nervous. I didn't want to do it. I had to be one of the actors. And my, I was, it was about like the elements or something. I was the wind. I don't remember. It was whatever. That was my character. I was the wind. And I did not want to do this, dude. This is the dumbest thing ever. I wore this sheet and I whipped it around like I was the wind. <laughs> and then I got my lines and what I had to say. And I, then I just started to lean into it. And then the next thing I know, I, I am just I really like doing this. I really liked it. And I got a lot of feedback. Um, my mom told me I was really good. 
I really did actually get a lot of feedback um, from people who were like, you got, you really, like, I was kind of a ham, I'm sure, but they're like, yeah. you really, like, took that seriously, my teacher, everybody. And I told my mom, I think I might want to try this. So I was, she got me into, uh, I started doing auditions and just failed a lot of auditions as is normal. And then I got my first one and I, and I really enjoyed that. I played Lurvy and Charlotte's web and I just really leaned into that. I was very young. And I was, when I was super young, I was at a place called theater works and we did a lot of theater and learned some things there. But what I found interesting is that when we got to a place where we couldn't afford theater works anymore, um, it was the school who said, Don't, we're not going to charge him. We just, he, he wanted, we want him back because he's so good with all his wow. classmates. That was very touching. And so my mom's like, yeah, you're, you're going to keep going. Like, because we, we, we couldn't afford it. She's like, you're going to keep going. They, they just want you to come back. I was like, no way. Wow. So it meant I was really a little kid, but it, it meant the world to me. And uh, so we learned, you know, I remember some of the lessons from back then as, as well, but I don't think, I, I don't, I think acting is a, like one of those skill sets to where, if you have it, maybe you can sharpen it. If you mm. don't have it, maybe you can be trained up into a tolerable level. You right. know what I mean? But there's something that I've always said, like the best actors, they're not, they're not actually acting. Right. And that's, you know, you, you hear about method acting and right. stuff like that. And I don't know what I, if I was a professional actor, I've known, I probably, maybe I'd suck. I don't know. But these people, I admire them so much. I, I don't like, I don't like the, no, here, I'm going to say it. I don't like the notion that actors is a big group of mindless people. That's, that's not true. Some of them are stupid, right? And, <laughs> so that's, that's the world in general. Thank you. Some of us <laughs> yeah, are stupid. Yeah. There's probably some CEOs of companies that are really stupid, right? And that's, we have to be okay with that. And that's in, in some of, some of the actors, and I know Hollywood is kind of have its own culture, if you will, but what these people do, what they put the, like, I think about it all the time. I'll watch a scene that I think is ridiculous being done by one of my favorite actors. And I put myself in that position. Imagine being in front of all those cameras, all those lights, Right. And it's not it, it, a few feet to the side. It's not even the set anymore. It's just, it's just concrete because they're, they're in a studio mm -hmm. and they've having to go through this and do this ridiculous scene that somebody wrote. They had no say in this scene and this scene missed. It's very dumb, but I'm watching this actor give it everything they've got. It doesn't matter how stupid this role or this scene is. That's where they are. And they are that person, yeah. you know, and that's, that's why I just, in the world of acting, just, there's so much to be admired and, we're talking about Jim Carrey and that's what led us down this hole, but yeah. you want to, another defining moment for him and I'll make this one fast, but liar, liar is just one of the greatest yeah. movies of all time. I love liar, liar. And there's a scene in there where he's, I mean, in case you know what the premise is, he can't lie. Like not that he can't choose to lie. He literally, he's inflicted mm -hmm. with this wish and he, and he cannot, no matter what comes out of his mouth, it's the truth. And it's a really funny movie. It is good. Super funny. Uh, but he says to uh, his his son's mom because they're divorced, and he's trying to explain his position on something, and he and he's the super self you know really arrogant self centered person the whole movie, and they're arguing about the kid, and he and he loves his son, and he says to her he tries to make an argument, but he all he can do is speak the truth, and he says no listen he goes I'm a bad father like that's just the thing that comes out. And she doesn't know that he can't lie. Only he does. And Jim Carrey pulls off this moment of, I mean, what a weird, uh, here's what you're going to do. You're somebody who cannot tell uh, a lie. You can't do it. And you're about to have a revelation. You're going to give yourself a revelation because you actually can't tell the truth. This is what the director had to say to him. Mm -hmm. So when you do this, I need you to process it. I need the audience to pick up from your face that you're processing that you just had a revelation that came out of your mouth because you can't tell the truth. Can't tell a lie. Can't tell, can't yeah. tell a lie. Sorry. You can't tell a lie. Yeah. And 
go ahead, sell it to me. How are you going to process that? Because, oh, also, this is supposed to uh, be a, a metaphor of what it is for somebody to finally admit they have a problem. That's what this moment is. It just so happens you're being, it, the infliction is forced upon you. So you need to be equally as shocked that you just had this. And he does this thing with his face that just, it, it just, it hits you right in the heart. You know what I mean? Because he's realizing this has to, and he says it again, but he's not speaking to her. He says, I'm a bad father. Like he, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know she's in the room at this point, dude. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm like. Yeah. Jim Carrey's not this one dimensional person. Yeah. Everybody thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew as we talk about movies that we would dive into specific actors, specific scenes and things like that. And, uh, once we, once I saw that you wrote dumb and dumber on the list, I was like, yep, we'll be going down a Jim Carrey <laughs> rabbit hole. Cause I know, I mean. Uh, gosh, when we were in high school and, and you whipped your car into the parking spot, you stuck your head out the window and said, like a glove, you know, it's perfect Jim Carrey delivery. So I knew back in high school that you were a huge fan. So <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, I knew it was coming. But I mean, going back to, to that, I, I, I wondered now, like, as I was kind of looking at the list of the movies that we wrote down, if we think about movies from our earlier ages differently than we do now. Like, because uh, we were talking about Dumb and Dumber, that was from, you know, the 90s. And some of the other ones we listed that really hit home, like Pulp Fiction, oh, The Matrix, so uh, like those were all like really big movies that the today I will watch and enjoy just as much as if they, you know, they came out so long ago. And today I watch them and I, I enjoy them just as much as any movie that came out yesterday. You know, like there is there there's like a timelessness to certain movies. And for me, like Matrix is was one of them. Like they were so far ahead of their, of their time with like the cinematography. Like obviously the the storyline. We can get into the, how deep the storyline of the Matrix is. Um, but I think with the Matrix, the one thing that caught me back then was the cinematography technology advancements they had. Mm -hmm. They call it bullet time. Yeah. Um, they introduced bullet time for the first time on big screen, and like that just blew yes. my mind seeing like somebody like freeze and then get a different camera angle as they're frozen in time yeah. as they move <clears throat> the cameras around and Trinity like, dude that was the opening scene when Trinity did yeah. that and she j jumped up to do a flying kick to that cop in the face and it did that yeah. and it went around I'm in the theater going huh huh yeah exactly how exactly so, and I and later I was like I my buddies and I'm like you know what that means I'm like I make, can't make any sense of this but that means that there was a circle of cameras around them and they just fired at the same time and they put it together like in a film reel yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, they stitched them together. Like, like uh, there's a there's a drummer on Twitch. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Mr. Greggles. Uh, he set up Bullet Time on his around his drum set. Wow. So he has a series of cameras, and he does that. Like he can, as he's drumming, hit a button on like his stream deck, and it will Bullet Time around to the other side of his drum set, like live on stream. It is the coolest thing I've wow. ever seen. This guy's computer setup is is crazy town by the way uh you should check him out he's actually really I good. never want a really good drummer never want to see myself in bullet time <laughs> i don't like when i catch myself in the mirror like like is it bullet time like oh oh, oh. We, we almost <laughs> scrapped the idea of having cameras for this podcast because we didn't want to see oh it we're better than that uh, anyway I'll, I'll let you pick the next movie to talk about I mean, well i will but here's the thing i i want to talk about real quick so the matrix is is like probably my second favorite movie i hate they're lining movies up like that but the matrix was 
It yeah, we didn't so really good. talk about. Yeah, we didn't. I just it was I, I talked so about good. technology. We didn't yeah. really talk about the message. The, yeah, of the, the movie. What's had that the story? What's going on? Yeah. Well, I had some buddies of mine, and one of them listens to this podcast, so he's going to know I'm talking about him. Oh, I'm talking about Uh-oh. you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> we were hanging out, me, him, and another dude, and we were just talking about movies. And they asked me, like, you know, what are your favorite movies? And I had mentioned, well, my number one is actually American Beauty. And if I remember, they were like, oh, I guess that's pretty good. Movie. And then I said in the Matrix, they're like, what? And they just, they didn't think the Matrix mm. was good, which they're entitled to think they're wrong, but they're entitled to, <laughs> to have their opinion. Uh, but what was funny is they, they're like, how can those, what, how can those be your favorite movie? I'm like, because they're kind of the same movie. And they're yeah. like, they're not even close. I'm like, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Both of them are literally about being trapped, but both of them are about being trapped uh, in a world that you don't even know you're trapped. You just think you belong in this entrapment. Mm-hmm. You just feel like you belong. And and they both, they, they both break out. I mean, obviously the story goes about it in very, very different ways. Yeah. <clears throat> the medium, the approach, the story itself, but the kind of the feeling of you don't have to be there is very similar in both of them. And, and yeah. I remember, I remember being like, this is, these movies couldn't be more different and the same at the same time. Like that's, that's. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That is so crazy yeah. to like pull off the same underlying tone or message with like such different styles yeah, and like still have it convey the same. That's, it's, it's crazy. We're having a Siskel and Ebert moment right now. <laughs> Do you remember those two guys? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk. Oh, <laughs> now here's another thing I want to talk about. So what I, another type of movie I like is a movie that I didn't, I didn't get the first time. Right. And Ooh. one of my favorite movies of all time, and I not get from a message standpoint, cause I wouldn't even argue that this move, this movie has a message. I, unless it's over my head, uh, the big Lebowski, this is a movie that to me is one of my favorite movies of all time, just because of how funny it is. Right. The, 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 the writing, the uh, Jeff Bridges is just amazing in yeah. this thing. I just, uh, John Goodman is, I it might be my favorite John Goodman character ever is him playing Walter in the big Lebowski. But here's why this movie is special to me because, and I've talked, we've talked about this before, but a good buddy of ours, uh, knew I was going to like this movie. This is one of my very closest friends, close friend of yours too, knew I was going to like this movie and he'd been begging me to watch it forever. And I just never did. It's one of those things. I haven't seen it. I don't know how good it is. I don't care. I am busy. And well, I'm at his house and I, he's like, you're, you're, you're watching this. And he put it on and I just had had a hard day and I fell asleep and I, it's an awful uh-huh. feeling, awful feeling. And he was such a champ about it. Didn't say anything. He should have, he should have kicked me in the face, but I felt the next day I realized that I felt so bad. And so you fast forward the clock. It's like six months and I'm at home and I just, I never was able to let go of the fact that I did that. I just felt bad. I'm going to, I'm going to try this again. Why, why? I didn't like that movie. I, I didn't like it. I put it on and I liked it. I'm like, I can't believe I fell asleep. This is actually pretty funny. So it's, it's a pretty funny movie. Watch it a third time. And it was twice as funny as the first time. Watch it a fourth time, twice as funny as the third time. And I have seen that movie easily 20, 30, 40 times, whatever it is over the many years. And it has just like gotten funnier for me every single time. I think I need to go down that journey. Oh, I, I think I've maybe seen it twice. And the first time I was so shocked, I was watching it that I couldn't enjoy it. And the reason I was shocked I was watching it was because I was on a bus full of high school students oh, that's not heading to some sort of um, like marching band competition <laughs> across the state. And somebody on this charter bus thought it would be a good idea to show high school students The Big Lebowski. That's the wrong movie, man. And I was watching it going, 
you know, you know, there's kids, like young kids on this bus, right? What are we doing? Like 85% of the dialogue is the F word. I know. I was like, how is this happening right now? Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't actually get to actually really watch the movie the first time. I had seen it like once afterwards, but I think it was like that time was probably my first exposure and I haven't given it another one. So maybe you've talked me into it. I wonder how many people now are listening or watching it are, are thinking like all these movies that we're talking about. They're like, Oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen American beauty. I've never seen, cause we are talking about some old movies here. Yeah. I've never seen the big Lebowski. How many people are going to go out and go to blockbuster and rent blockbuster. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm sure you could probably find this stuff on yeah. eh, whatever Netflix, Amazon prime. It's, it's, it's all out there, but uh, yeah, I wonder how many people are going to go look up these movies we're talking about and how many people are going to write in the comments that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of suggestions of oh that'd be great yeah, i'd love to see that i'd be too. great yeah. i'm always down for discovering uh gems of, of yes. movies that i've never heard of I, it happens all the time i talk about music and on my twitch streams and stuff and people will be like hey go check out this band and i always write it down and then go check it out and I've, I've discovered a few bands i would have never done without people suggesting so feel free there may be thunder coming through the microphone we're currently experiencing some sort of thunderstorm big, big storm came through i'm kind of curious it has affected your lighting um yeah, I mean? noticed. Well, oh, we, we yeah, lost yeah. the sun. Oh my gosh! We usually use the sun uh, as one of the the key lights for skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you do have a bit of a black eye. Uh, That's okay on your right side. Thanks. It's to a no, relaxed stream. You're wearing a hat. I I'm wearing a, a hat. He's got a black eye. Okay, <laughs> uh, for the people listening, we're describing it for you. But um, yeah, Big Lebowski. I'm going to put that on my list. You got to do it. I'm going to watch it maybe twice, and if it keeps getting funny and funny, that sounds amazing. It's got the thing is, it's got moments in it that I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, they're so, I can't go into too much detail in some of them, but there's one scene where he's like there, he's just so frustrated. And I didn't catch this until like the 20th time I watched this movie, him and Walter are so fr- The dude in is Jeff Bridges and Walter are arguing in a coffee shop and he's finally had enough. He gets up. I'm out of here. So he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out some change and he throws it down as he throws down the change. He also throws down, uh, like he accidentally throws down a joint. And then he's, then he just, as he's yelling at him, he picks up the joint and tucks it in his pocket and goes, okay, let's dissect that for a second. Do I think Jeff Bridges had an actual joint in his pocket? I really don't. I don't. I think that this was, I think that the, they literally, this was, okay, somebody roll a pretend joint. And then when you do this, all that change, just have a joint just accidentally slip there. And then before you leave, make sure you pluck the joint out of the change and then leave and never change your demeanor that you're that you're frustrated. Like it was this whole like two step process that just cracked me up. And I, I didn't catch it till like the 20th time. I'm like, this is the movies like kind of loaded with little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like when you watch movies over and over again, you watch them in a different way because you, you your brain like knows I've seen this part yeah. of this movie i've focused on this part of this movie let me now allow myself to concentrate on like something else that might be happening in the scene or whatever so like every time you watch a movie and that's i find that with like pitch perfect because i've watched it so many times it's like every time i watch it, i was like oh that oh that happened i didn't even know that yeah and, and so not, not that pitch perfect is that deep of a, a message or anything no but, it's not a deep message but it's a good movie yeah and it's inspiring but I'll tell you, if we're going to talk about deep messages, I do want to kind of talk about, I'd say, the first movie that hit me at a very deep level, if you will. And this is a movie from the 80s. And it's got arguably two of the best actors of all time, in my opinion. It's got, this is the best is this part. Is movie Rad or whatever? No, shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, this is not rad. Uh, anyways, there's a whole story there. I'm talk about it. Uh, I, we we can talk about that. Anyways, so this is this has. Uh, I'm going to say the two actors, and I'm I'm excited to how many people are going to know what movie I'm talking about. Where we're talking Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. Okay. And, and Tom Cruise, he seems like a, a bit of a, of a wacky cat in real life. There's no questioning how talented he is. There's no questioning. He has all his own stunts. It's like the guy, there's nothing yeah. the guy can't do. Yeah. I don't know how he hasn't aged. Like the guy is, <laughs> he's unbelievable. I don't know what fountain of youth he's, he's lapping up his water from, but this dude, and he's everything he's ever acted and he's just been top shot. That reminds me, I haven't seen the new Maverick. Oh, Podcast's over. I got to take this guy to see it. Wow. We, you know what? Yeah. Let me think for, with my face. We're going to talk about that. And I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. okay. All right. I've been meaning to. I don't know. I, I, won't give... I, I missed the uh, window to see it in the movie theater, which probably would have been the, the way to watch it. Yeah. And so ever since then, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like afraid to watch it on just a regular TV oh, because you... I know oh. how much more of uh, how much better of an experience it would have been in an actual theater. But I will. I'll watch it's it. So yeah, we'll talk. We can we can dissect that a little bit. But here's the movie I'm talking about. Now, I've given enough time. So if you think of those two actors, Dustin Hoffman uh, and Tom Cruise. You know, I'm talking about Rain Man. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that it was, I was very young. So I don't, I don't know how to say this other than I wasn't, I wasn't like I knew things that my friends did and it's that the movie was that good. And so being able to see the Tom Cruise character who was at his very core as self-centered as a person can be, um, discover that they have, uh, that, or that they have a brother that they, you know, never really knew about. Um, and their brother's their older brother. And it's like the most severe case of autism. And it's this, this movie's based off a real person too. Uh, and he's able to discover that his brother can um, do figures like an absolute calculator, like instantaneous. And he's, he's not just socially awkward. He's extremely socially awkward. Dustin Hoffman plays the older brother and he just does an amazing job. And he uh, is able to do numbers at a level that you can't even understand. And as soon as the Tom Cruise character realized, because they end up engaging, I'm not going to away the story, but he was, he do, he exploits it. He, he teaches them how to count cards and they do yeah. blackjack. He exploits it. But the journey that they go through is very fascinating to me because the arc of Tom Cruise's character is as severe as it gets. It, 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 he starts with being not just self-centered. He's the most self-centered person you can possibly think of. And it arcs over to the other side to where he's not just compassionate. All he wants to do is be with and take care of his brother. Whereas the arc of Dustin Hoffman's character, uh, there was an arc, but it was barely noticeable because he was there the whole time. He was there the whole, he was just that very sweet, soft soul the whole time. But at the very end of the movie, I, I he puts his head on Charlie's shoulder, who's Tom Cruise. And when he puts his head on his shoulder, it's an like it's just a touch, just a boop. But if you've been paying attention, you're like, whoa, yeah, it's a big deal. It's yeah. a huge deal. So yeah. even that character had this arc, right? So you end up feeling this incredible love for both characters. I it's like I wanted them to be real, and one of them was. One of them was yeah. like based off a real person who unfortunately passed away not too long ago, but. Boy, I, maybe it was longer than I thought. I don't quote me on that. But anyways, anyways, I remember being young and being very moved by this movie. And I think and starting to realize movies are more than just the, some noise on my TV. Like this is mm-hmm. this is art that I just want to just give my everything into. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's a good one. That yeah. was a good one. I, I, like I said, it's funny that we like we keep going back to like some of these these older movies. Is there 
I know I just talked about Maverick. I haven't seen it yet, but is from like this last five years, mm-hmm. is there any movies that you can think of that came out in the last five years wow. that has created like the same feeling that you got from any of these older movies we're talking about There's or something be. changed is something changed in us has something changed in cinema like, honestly i'll be honest with you um boy probably a little bit of both like i as much as i love movies i actually don't watch them as much anymore and this is gonna this is mm. this is i would when i was younger i had another buddy who was the same way we would watch any movie we could any movie like watch pulp fiction over and over again watch clerks over and over again mall rats over like when any movie we could get our hands on that fit our liking we were just going to give it our everything. I went to, this is a gentleman I went to film school with for a while. Uh, and then as time went by and I kind of plugged into my adulthood, if you will, I started kind of surrendering all that, which is a sad thing. Right. But it got to a point where I was struggling to watch movies because. Do you remember when we did the CrossFit games? Mm-hmm. We were, we worked at them, right? I worked, I worked them for four years. You worked them for two of those. Yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, Year five, when I didn't go because they they changed the the venue, I didn't watch them online. Right? Why? I couldn't stand the idea of not being a part of it. Right. So for movies, whenever they do the blooper reel, I'll I'll I sometimes watch them. I really like bloopers. I really like the behind the scenes. But I found myself not liking that experience because I would watch the the actors break character and all engage in that funny moment and then try to get back into character. And I remember thinking. I was supposed to be a part of that world and I'm not. Mm. And, and I remember being like, I, that's, it's okay. I'm at peace with it, but am I? Because I'm actually finding myself not watching a lot of movies and not watching the blooper stuff because it's, I mean, what a stupid problem to have. You want to talk about first world <laughs> problems, but it, but it really does eat me alive when I see stuff like that. So I, there's has to be, and, and I do think that movies have changed a little bit. I, I think that yeah. there's still good movies out there, obviously. And I, and, and my, my, Believe it or not, my memory is is, is terrible. So I, I I might act. Yeah, no, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here as you're talking, trying to think of like, there had to have been a movie in the past five years that like really did touch me. Has to be, but I can't think of any right now, which which might be saying something in itself. I, I mean, obviously with the pandemic, it was tough to to make a, a like decent movies. They did it. Right. They did what they could, mm-hmm. but and we're just now starting to see a recovery from that. And I so I don't think anybody was really diving into like these big uh, you know like a big undertone movies like Matrix and American. Beauty. Right, right, and even Pulp Fiction, you know, had had uh, so many pieces to it that I haven't seen done recently. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I hope I hope they come back. Like, I hope or I hope I either I come back to enjoying um, the depth in movies because maybe maybe it's just me and I've gotten lazy. And as I watch a movie, I'm not looking for not looking for those. You know, like how many people, like you said, watch American Beauty and just think it's about some old guy pining over some teenage girl when they didn't actually take the time to to fully engage right. in the process of, of like the movie. Like, yeah. you know, they're just sitting back on their couch, enjoying their popcorn and, and saying, you know, I I want to I want to just turn off my brain, you yeah. know, and that's fine, too. Like, I find myself doing that more often than not these days because like we need that like i think i think we need that time to just what they call veg out you know what i mean turn off our brain on something mindless put on something mindless like i do it all the time like my wife and i'll be sitting on the couch and we make the decision do we put something on that we're going to fully engage in watching 
and therefore not have any kind of like connection with each other, conversation with each other? Or do we put something on that we can just like have on as noise in the background? Right. And, you know, like like some of the shows that we'll do that for is like usually it's just shows like Storage Wars or some kind of like house remodeling type show. She loves those because she's an interior designer and we'll put on those and like we can have conversation. And I feel the same way with like movies these days is like I almost put them on just to like not think. So maybe it's like maybe why, there are some good well it, like things happening in movies that we're missing. Well, it's, it, so you're probably right. And, and, and what really is the worst part is that it was a, it was a fair question that you asked me. And the worst part is an hour from now, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, no, that's like that's happened yeah. too. We had we had the podcast where it was like uh, we're idiots and we talked about like dumb things we yeah. did growing up. And that day I couldn't think of like hardly anything. And then like as the week went on, I was like, oh, I yeah. had more stories that yeah. could have been great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, dude. And that and that's going to happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but l- let me let me tell you a little bit about Maverick. I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. I'm, I'm, I will pull this off. OK. All right. Top Gun. Right. Is is from the 80s. And that's that's Tom Cruise from the 80s. Um, and it's it, it, Top Gun is it's what it is. It's it's fighter jets and it's the top of the, the best of the best of the best. Right? That's what Top Gun is. It's the best fi- fighter pilots in the world. And. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to presume to know a whole lot about Top Gun, but you, you understand what the premise is, right? These are not just regular, you know, uh, fighter pilots. These are these these guys are the the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was a great movie. And it was done in the '80s, and they did a great job, and it was super um, inspiring. And you were so into the story and so invested, and it became sort of an instant classic. And it was one of those movies to where you're never going to be able to do Top Gun again. And then Maverick comes out, and it's it's the continuation, if you will. So now the character Maverick, who's played by Tom Cruise, uh, is now, you know, a teacher, if you will. And I'm I'm not going to go into the dynamics of him being a teacher. I will say this. He looks like he's aged maybe a week since the Top Gun in the 80s. I don't understand it. That was in the 80s. It's we're in 2020 plus. Uh, how do you look this young? It's making me crazy. So he, Botox. Oh, uh, dude, dude, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Lots of Botox. I didn't, maybe, but I don't get it. dude. No, he's got some sort of yeah. genetic disposition. It's so crazy. I went in with pretty high expectations, which is unfair, right? Mm-hmm. That you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. But I went in because Top Gun was so good. So I went in with high expectations and I can confidently tell you that they massively exceeded them. I didn't see this coming. I did not see enjoying this movie as much as I did. And I'm going to not, that's, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. The only thing I'll tell you is that there's one piece of it that again, I'm giving away nothing where basically they're they're The writing in this movie the directing, the everything of this, there's a mission that they have to do, which is, you can obviously see that coming. There's a mission that they have to do. And I'm just going to tell you, it's a complicated one, but the way they pulled off explaining to laymen in the audience, like me, who I'm not a fighter pilot. I don't do this stuff. I don't know this stuff. The way they explained the complexity of the mission was second to none to the Mm. point to where when they started to gravitate towards the actual mission. I know what I should be concerned about. I know where I should be scared. I know where I should be worried. I know about windows closing, opening. And this is a really hard thing they had to explain, but the audience has no idea how hard it was to explain. The only thing they know is they got it. Wow. They got it. But I remember being like, dude, 
I mean, GG to whoever I, that is that, how do you explain that? That's like awesome. that. It was dude. It's really, really good All stuff. Right. I'll be watching. I'll yeah. be watching it. All right. So this one's running long as usual. Um, I, <laughs> I have a, a way to wrap up though, and I'm going to push you on the spot. And I know this is probably going to be a tough question for you okay? because you've been with your wife for a very long time. <laughs> do you remember the first movie you and your wife saw together? Oh boy. The very first movie we ever saw together. Very first movie. I know like, this like, is tough because like, like you literally met in high school, so yeah, yeah. it's easier for me. But honestly, um, I, I think the first movie her and I ever watched together wasn't in the theaters, but the first movie we ever watched together, I believe, was uh Kevin Smith's Chasing Amy. Right. Okay, and that's that's, that's old one. school. And I and yeah. I I'm I'm pretty sure because it's a pretty it's a relatively tame movie, except for those like seven seconds where it's like overly raunchy. And so that's when her dad walked in. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, parents and children. It's unreal. Have like some sort of weird way of just walking in in the absolute at the worst time of. Uh, and, and, and then the, the funny part is when that happens and you panic and pause. Yeah. And that makes it 10 times worse because uh, now whatever was bad well, that they walk fair. in on is now frozen on screen. Yeah. For- <laughs> well, okay. So here's the deal. It wasn't a visually raunchy. It was um, yeah. language and it was language. like over the top. Like when it was written, it was written to be over the top. And then obviously there's direction for the actor who was an, a, like a, a darn near extra because this guy wasn't a real character. And it was basically a retelling and they're like, dude, just go with it like it's like drop that bomb as much as you can and this guy just went on he, he delivered and yeah. so her dad walked in no time he just turned the tv off so oh wow uh, yeah he, it was humiliating but it was like I, I i wanted to be like dude you don't understand that was just bad luck man <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh for me yeah you go okay so we didn't even talk about one of my favorite actors and still to the stage yeah i talk too much you is, go. is adam sandler yeah uh love uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, those days were perfect. Uh, click even like he's done a ton. Of, like he's 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 one actor that's definitely gone through a metamorphosis in his acting styles through time and some some good, some bad. And um, anyway, so I, I really liked I liked Adam Sandler at the, at the time me and my wife met. And so I was super excited because a new Adam Sandler movie was coming out and I couldn't wait to see it. And so our first date to the movie theater was to see little Nikki. Oh, no. Yeah. That's one, one of his worst movies ever. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was a complete bomb of a movie and not the best way to start uh, my relationship with my wife. So I made it up. <laughs> To her, we went back to the movies the next night and watched Charlie's Angels. No. So now everybody can kind of get an idea of like when we actually went on our first dates. But uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't like leave the little Nikki taste in, in in her mouth. Like we had to go back and try something yeah. else after that because it was, was so bad. But I was just like. Oh, I picked the absolute worst movie to go on a first date with. <laughs> you know what's fun? I got this is an unpopular opinion. I know you saw probably saw this coming. I I really like Adam Sandler. I really do, and I really like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. I I I, I like the movies because I just they're goofy and funny. That's the white noise you know movie, if you will. Um, I've never really found him all that funny. I I. I I love he, him. He, he, I don't feel like he was able to pull off what Jim Carrey pulled off. Well, and, yeah, and going but it, from like that goofy Billy Madison style to like, but a that's more not serious... the only thing I find funny. Like, so for like one of the, uh, one of the funniest people in the world to me in cinema, 
uh, is Eddie Murphy, right? He was never really big into the physical comedy, but his delivery is so funny, man. Like mm-hmm. this, so, you know, there's a lot more I find funny, a lot more than just physical comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just never found um, Adam Sandler to be all that, all that funny. I didn't think he was particularly unfunny, but when uh, he started doing some dramas, when Spanglish came out, I was like, oh, this dude's got chops. This, this, I am so moved by this character. He was so good in Spanglish. And I just, I just felt so close to his character and just wanted him to win so hard. And it was in uh, 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 Tia Leone. I think she, is that her name? Tia Leone? She, yeah, she was. Yeah. I don't remember Spanglish that much, actually. Oh, um, dude. I remember Click. And so that was like, Click was, that was the one where like he was so, fast forward in his life. And yeah. and I was like, I, I'm not, I, I was unsure at that time if he was getting it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this movie's good, but I'm not sure he's nailing the part. Uh, I thought he did great in Click. And, and, okay. and, and Click is one of those movies, and this is going to sound weird. Click is one of those movies that I will tell you, it is, in my opinion, it's, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's top, it's easily top 20 and it's a movie I will never watch a it's second painful. time. I, yeah. It's so yeah. Painful. Like that movie is painful. It, 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 <laughs> if you've never seen it, uh, it will take you to a place to where you'll have a, uh, one of those realizations where you need to actually think about how you're living your life. Yes. And, and that, that can be painful. Yes. If yeah. it, anybody like just not to give too much away, essentially has a magical remote where he can pause and fast forward time. He can't rewind time, but he can, he can fast forward time or he can, or can he, but no, he can only fast forward. So time with this remote, it can either stay or he can fast forward it. And, yeah. the, and the premise was that there was like, I don't want to go to this meeting. Let me fast forward it or whatever. And so he ends up abusing this remote. And the message to me, the message to the movie at the end of it, right? Because he's fast forwarded so much of his life. Now his dad is, is very, very old. And, uh, and I think, it, you know, his passing or whatever. And I, I, th- I think that um, Adam Sandler does a great job and his dad played by Henry Wiegler, you know, touches you again. Mm-hmm. But the, the message was, this is a magical remote that he just came by because it's a, it's a movie that's got a little bit of fantasy in it with this magic remote. The message is this, every single one of us owns one of those remotes it's up to us if we want to use it or not. And what that means is, are you smelling the flowers or not? Yeah. Would you just stop for a second? Stop being so in a hurry to get to the other side of whatever it is that you're going through and just be here now, be present yeah, be now. Be in the moment. Be there, yeah. man. Experience yes. life as it happens. Yes. Not be looking for what's next. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I watched it at a time, and even if I watched it today, I would it would hit me again yeah. where I'm like, oh, I've been on fast forward. This sucks. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yes, you have. I'm going to punch you. And, and, and me too. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm just, I'm, as we're sitting here talking, my, my brain is doing the math. When's the last time I called my dad? And I realized last time I talked to my dad was like a, like a week ago. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I mean, at least to not even give him a call. I mean, what I just, Oh, I've been so busy. Eh, I'm not listening to that garbage. Yes. Yeah. I've been busy. You can call your dad. Yeah. I'm never very too, never too right busy now. to call your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Now oh. I'm upset with myself. I, I don't know how we got to the click. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, <laughs> end on a funny movie. Uh, uh, oh, dude. Hold on. Wait. Super bad. Yeah, that's a good one. Should we run? <laughs> oh, that movie has so many good quotes. Oh, man. <laughs> Super bad was like, it was a really stupid movie, dude. Just call it what it is. But it was just so endearing to me. Yeah. The McLovin character. McLovin. What do you, Seal? Like that, like that was it. so, it just had all these little... It had pieces of it that no other movies are can have. They're allowed to have, you know. Jonah Hill's character was just so raunchy. I, I, I do too. I'm gonna say it. I love Jonah. I Hill. do too. 
This guy, I don't, this dude does, I just don't think he gets enough recognition. Dude, He's so good. I just watched him in Wolf on Wall Street. Oh my God. Holy dude. cow. He's so good. Dude, you've uh, seen Moneyball, right? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to punch you twice. Dude, Moneyball. So here's the thing. With, so Moneyball is a great, and it's also based off a true story. And also I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan too. Uh, Moneyball is so good. And my understanding, I need to, I don't, I, this is what I think. I, I don't know where I heard this, so don't quote me on it, but. I, as I understand it, Jonah Hill was like, dude, you can pay me next to nothing. I just, I just want to be in this movie. Wow. And he is easily my favorite character easily. And he is, it's not the Jonah Hill you would think it is. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a delivery that you wouldn't see coming. Also war dogs, dude, him, him and miles Teller together in war dogs is about like, um, like I can't call it gun trafficking, but it's something to that effect yeah, no, uh, for like, the enemy or what? I don't know. So I haven't uh, seen that one either. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do. So I've been doing this with music lately. Uh, going like I pick a band and I do a discography and I listen to the discs, like all the albums they released from the very first. I always make sure I want to hear the very first album they released to the latest and just hear the, their evolution, the band's evolution through their albums. And uh, maybe I'll do that with Jonah Hill. I'll make a list and like, like I'll go to whatever IMDb and find his, his movies and put them in an order. Yeah. And start, like <laughs> watching them idea. all the way through because yeah, I love, I love that. Like seeing the evolution of art you know yeah. whether it be a band or a, an actor or, or painter or whatever or writer you know so yeah i'm with you dude. To do that you it's so watch. hard to, it's so hard to find time to do all this stuff i, I know do. i know dude and and here's so so do this for me if you do decide to watch one of these movies i'm mentioning like Moneyball, uh don't put it on in the background don't do anything else just just sit down and just watch it and enjoy it Okay. Because once again, I mean, I think, like I said, Brad Pitt is just—I think he's awesome in it, you know. And it's there's there's moments that you're—I can't explain it, but oh, uh, dude, we didn't even talk about Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club! <laughs> so we can't, good. We can't. We're at an hour long in our podcast now. Oh my god! And uh, it literally could go on for days. And the sun's like we've we've podcasted so long. There's been a storm, and the sun's back out. <laughs> like that's where we're at. So, All right. um, anyway, uh, I guess we better wrap things up. Yeah, this is a fun topic. This one. I, I, I kind of like, you know, we kind of did this with the ghost stories a little bit, like just having these just like, relax, kind of yeah. like random. Let's just talk about random stuff. Um, love to hear people's feedback because we, we kind of jump back and forth from like what you might consider like a serious topic to just like this. This kind of goofy, whatever. Get to know us a little bit better. Q&A. Uh, we'll probably got another one of those coming up soon. Yep. So we're kind of jumping back and forth. Kind of like to hear people's opinions at this point in time. If you can you know, put a comment or whatever, uh, let us know what you guys are thinking so far. Like, is, is this working for you? Is this, uh, you know, are these podcasts that are not really based off of anything you know, too heavy, uh, all good. Or would you perform? Whatever. Uh, I'd like to hear some feedback because we can never get enough feedback. Like we're always looking to improve. I so. basically, yeah, me personally, I, I, I want to just keep our podcast uh, palette as open as possible. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? There's, there's yes. certain things that we may stray away from, but what I don't want to do is pigeonhole us. And, right. uh, you know, so I enjoyed the, the ghost one was, that was fun to make. That was, that was actually really fun to edit. You I know, bet. this, yeah. this movie one was, it was fun. Did so. you see the orb? I did. <laughs> I did. I don't, I don't. It I, could I, be, it could be dust or, you know, yeah, like but, I haven't vacuumed yet. 
I in here. It, it's not that it could be dust. It's dust. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> like that was that. So I remember who it was in the comments, but they were like, sorry, skiz, but at this time stamp, there's a, yeah. or and I was like, whatever. And I go back a ball and there it is. And it flew right into your neck. Yeah. yeah I, did, uh, I would have marked that. I would have checked that in Phasmo as you were, as you were talking about a Ouija board. Anyway, uh, for the people <laughs> that, that didn't watch that podcast, because it's scary. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you missed. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, let's wrap this one up, man. I'm looking forward to doing this again soon. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, wherever you're at. And uh, we'll see you again next week. See you guys.